Welcome to day two of the first annual Back Rofi Awards here on Back Row Radio, celebrating our favorite Christian music of 2019. I'm your host, Matt Coker, and of course, with me as always, my co-host and ministry partner, Megan Mo Oaks. Happy Tuesday! We've got a lot of great music lined up for you today after yesterday's amazing beginnings as we announce the winners you chose for the top songs of 2019. We'll also take a look back at the year as we prepare for 2020 to kick off. I'm excited. Mo, are you excited? Super excited, Matt. (laughs) All right, we've got four more awards to announce. Let's knock a couple out right off the bat. And let's start hot here with the hard rock song of the year. We polled our listeners and you all voted. And the nominees are Please Say No by The Devil Wears Prada. by Random Hero. Panic Room by Disciples. Send a Miracle by Relent. And the back rofi for Hard Rock Song of the Year goes to... Panic Room by Disciple. That was a song you chose as Hard Rock Song of the Year. Let's follow that right up with the Noteworthy Song of the Year. This award is for a song that was big outside the standard genre awards or just stands out in another special way. We polled our listeners and you all voted. And the nominees are Light Shine In by Wilder Woods. By Taryn Wells. Lord, I know it's you, and every mountain that you move, oh, I love the way that you do the things you do. No one can deny what I'm seeing with my own eyes. So I thank you for every miracle. Never going back by Attaboy. Never going back now. I can see By Jordan Feliz. Shadow, 
Holding Hands by Plastics and Puso. So please wear white clothes and I go Sing the songs full of love Keep the light from above You'll see an angel shining bright Who is dancing in front of your house Singing songs full of love Oh, it could be me Closed on Sunday, a cappella cover by Anthem Lights Ooh. Closed on Sunday Ooh. You're my Chick-fil-A Closed on Sunday, you're my Chick-fil-A, hold the selfies, Breathing Underwater by Mike Maines and the Branches. by Dan Bremness. And the back rofi for noteworthy song of the year goes to Miracle by Torin Wells. With 2019 coming to a close, we wanted to examine some of the biggest and most interesting events from the past year. So we have a few here from the first half of the year that we're going to look at. Uh, the first one came on January 14th when President Donald Trump displayed a huge table full of tons of fast food for Clemson University's football team, which was at the White House to celebrate its national championship. The administration said Trump paid for the meal after much of the White House resident staff, including the chefs, were furloughed because of the government shutdown. The shutdown lasted 35 days, making it the longest government shutdown in U.S. history. It began in late December after the White House and Congress were at an impasse over money for a border wall. Do you remember how big of a deal that was, though, in the news? The I do. Big, the, the picture of the big just spread yep. of fast food. And I'm thinking in my head, that is teenage me's life. Heaven. Hey, yeah. I would die there happy. Yeah. And as I recall, like, they got reactions from the, the team that went there. And they were all, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I got to eat a burrito with the president. You know? <laughs> so I'm like... That's cool. Yeah. That's something you get to, yep. get to remember for the rest of your life. MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, April 10th, researchers at the National Science Foundation announced that this is the first ever picture of a black hole. Oh, yeah, we didn't actually. Can't show it to you because we're on Sorry. the radio. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. But they announced the very first picture <laughs> ever of, of a black hole. The black hole is in the center of M87, a massive galaxy near the Virgo galaxy cluster 50 55 million light years from Earth. It has a mass that is 6.5 billion times that of our sun. Which is frightening. Uh, huge. <laughs> yeah. May 31st. Eight co-champions of this year's Scripps National Spelling Bee celebrated their win together in Oxon Hill, Maryland. This unprecedented result came after organizers said they ran out 
of challenging words for these eight contestants. Like they were, ju- they would just not get eliminated. Wow. And so they just had to give up and say, all eight of you win this year. Uh, word has it they've changed the rules to fix this if it happens again in the future. But yeah, eight winners in 2019. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. I'm pretty sure we've had like two winners before. Yeah. Maybe three. I don't think it's ever been more than that. Yeah. Nowhere near eight. Right. <laughs> Uh, they came prepared. Yeah. June 30th, U.S. President Donald Trump shakes hands with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un as the two meet at the Korean demilitarized zone. Trump briefly stepped over into North Korea territory, becoming the first sitting U.S. leader to set foot in the nation. Trump said he invited Kim to the White House and both leaders agreed to restart talks after nuclear negoci- negotiations stalled. That's been one of the, I don't even really know how to judge it, but I guess one of the notable things for this presidency is trying to work with North Korea. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's something that hasn't really been attempted. Ever. By any of the presidents since I've been alive. Yeah. 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 Uh, And like, yeah, Trump's just, Trump just ain't scared. He ain't scared to go over there and. Try and get things worked out. I mean, it's not really... Because I, I guess some of the criticism is like, well, North Korea, you know, there's a dictatorship and people are starving and all this. Other. Yeah, okay. One thing at a time. Yeah. Let's, you know, not go to nuclear war with them. Right. Then we can maybe start working on some of that other stuff. This yeah. seems the pressing issue right now. And nothing's going to change if it doesn't get started. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm all for it. It seems they're going up and down, but that's mostly on the North Korean side because, you know, bomby boy over there. You know, I just can't. I can't. (laughs) Rocket man. I just can't say anything, Matt. You can't. You're going to go off on a a tangent. Exactly. So we're just going to leave it at what it is. And 2020 is going to be a better year. (laughs) It is going to be a better year for me. So. All right, let's do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's the last one for now. Okay, yeah. and with that, let's give out another back rofi. This time for noteworthy indie song of the year. You voted. Here we go. And the nominees are "When in Rome" by Grand Theft Pineapple. When in Rome. Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music by Kevin Mack. Among Those Who Are Perishing by Luminanthem. by Dark Horse Hero.
Golden Days by Dead Set Saints. Yahweh by Mackenzie Phillips. And the back rofi for noteworthy indie song of the year goes to Yahweh by Mackenzie Phillips. That was your noteworthy indie song of the year. We've got a lot more coming up, but we're going to take an extended music break to showcase a few of the nominees that, even though they didn't win, are still amazing songs that everyone should have on their personal playlists. Take a listen. We'll be back soon with more of the first annual Back Rofi Awards. the first annual Back Rofi Awards here on Back Row Radio, celebrating our favorite Christian music of 2019. I'm your host, Matt Coker, and of course, with me as always, my co-host and ministry partner, Megan Mo Oaks. What up, what up? <laughs> we have now given out our 12 genre-specific Back Rofi Awards, and we have reached our top award, the 2019 Song of the Year. <gasps> <laughs> we have 10 nominees for this award, but to be clear, for this award, even being nominated for it puts them in a whole nother class of amazing in our eyes. Each and every one of them is a fantastic song, so to honor them, we will be playing every single song nominated in the order that they were voted for by you, our Back Row listeners. And the nominees are Let Go by Judah and the Lion, Legendary by Skillet, When the Devil Come by Demon Hunter, Lincoln by KB, My Blood by 21 Pilots, God Only Knows featuring Dolly Parton by For King and Country, Doom by Social Club Misfits, Follow God by Kanye West, Haven't Seen It Yet by Danny Gokey, Paid My Dues by NF. Let's play our first four tracks. Coming in at number 10, Doom by Social Club Misfits. Welcome, uh, uh, you're welcome. Uh. Here's another glimpse in the life of Mr. Seldom on a mission to heaven so he can tell me well done. well done. He got all my secrets, he promised he never tell none. You're welcome, there's no other feeling like the music all. for your soul. So we welcome you, everyone's invited. Everything on hold is the season of multiplying talent. Number nine, Lincoln by KB. Okay, okay, yeah. Lincoln on my brain. I got pennies in my name, yeah. Still gon' free the space. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, ay, yeah. Squad like DOJ, yeah. Justice in my veins. We was woke before the phrase. I could, I could quit today, yeah. Happy off the stage. I think I've been overpaid. Number eight, 
Let Go by Judah and the Lion. I've been losing sleep, fighting something. I think it's time to let go. Voted number seven, Legendary by Skillet. Welcome back to the first annual Back Rofi Awards. We're counting down the top 10 2019 songs of the year leading up to our winner of the top song of 2019 as voted on by you. You just heard numbers 10 through 7. Let's keep it rolling with the next four. Coming in at number 6. When the Devil Come by Demon Hunter. Number five, Follow God by Kanye West. Life like this is what your life like. Try to live the life right. People really know you push your buttons like type right. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night right, every single fight right. I was looking at the gram and I don't even like lights. I was screaming at my daddy, told me it ain't Christ like. I was screaming. Number four, My Blood by 21 Pilots. Number three, Paid My Dues by NF. Hello. I spit it with these, so leave it to me. Doubt it, but you better believe. I'm on a rampage, hit him with the record release. Depending a week, I'm probably gonna have to achieve. Another ball, let me go when I'm over the beat. I go into beast mode like I'm ready to feast. I'm fed up with these thieves trying to get me to bleed. They wanna see me taking out. Yep, see what I mean? How many records you gotta give you to get with the program? Take it for granted, I'm about to give you the whole plan. Open your mind up and take a look at the Amazing songs, everyone. Enjoy them. We'll be back for more with the first annual Back Rofies in a bit. We've now heard the top songs of 2019 you've voted in in the number 10 up through the number 3 spot. That leaves only two songs to go. Which one will make it home with the back row fee for the top song of 2019? We will find out soon, but with 2019 coming to a close, we wanted to examine some of the biggest and most interesting events from the past year. We've covered the first half of the year earlier in the show, and now let's tackle the back half. July 23rd, the Senate passed an extension on 9-11 benefits, which would permanently compensate individuals who were injured during the 2001 terrorist attacks or the cleanup and rescue efforts after an impassioned speech by comedian and former Daily Show host Jon Stewart earlier in the year. Did you watch that speech? I didn't. Online? It was... Was it... I've never seen that man that passionate. Yeah? Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch it. Was, it. It's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, I don't know the political p- politics behind any of the decisions or who's on what side, but regardless of that, yeah, this was 9-11, guys. Yeah, I don't understand why it wasn't a thing in, from the get-go, right. but whatever. Uh, September 18, <laughs> Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau spoke to the press regarding a 2001 photo that shows him wearing brown face 
at an Arabian Nights party. I shouldn't have done it. I should have known better, but I didn't, and I'm really sorry. He told reporters on his campaign playing in Halifax, Nova Scotia. This, I want your opinion. Okay. Because this, this came up, Adam Carolla brought this up too, because Adam Carolla, when he was younger, he did, uh, he put on what was essentially blackface, mm-hmm. but as a Halloween costume honoring Mr. T. Because he loves Mr. T. And he wanted to go as Mr. T as a Halloween. Okay. Is it... I mean, where is the line with the offense? Is it offensive to dress up as a character? Like, as, as a costume? Especially if you're honoring that person? Because you want to be like that person? Like, there, like, when I was a kid, this wouldn't have been a thing. I never heard about this being a problem. And everybody... Like, I saw it happen all the time. And nobody batted an eye because it was clear you're in a costume. Blackface is like a whole nother thing that was a part of the early movies where they wouldn't hire African Americans. They would instead comically mm-hmm. paint white people to look like these just buffoonish looking black people. Right. Which was clearly offensive. Right. But nowadays it seems like those two are being compared as the same thing so it's a sensitive subject it really is and i I know we're having to walk a fine line with it but at the same time it it seems to be a really necessary question sure i I, I because it's sensitive i think that we always need to have a sensitive approach to it Mm -hmm. we need to look at it from every single possible aspect Mm -hmm. of of what could be offensive and if something from the get-go was offensive i.e. blackface, um, then it probably shouldn't be mimicked or redone. We've made such huge strides as far as racism goes, but we also have so many more to go. Right. You know, so many leaps and bounds, so many years of hurt and anguish to, I don't want to say make up for, but to heal from on both sides. Um. So to do something like that, that that just takes one really big, huge step backwards in as far as the healing process goes. Yeah. Um, that being said, if a black eight-year-old girl wanted to dress up as Elsa or Anna, would we be offended? Right. Well, see, like one, one specific example that I'm remembering from recent history is that after Moana came out, mm-hmm. they released a Halloween costume that looked like... Uh, the guy. What's his name? Maui. Maui. And there were a lot of white boys yeah. who loved that character, mm-hmm. saw the costume, had their parents buy it, and they went out. And yeah. then that became a big controversy. Yeah. Because it was a half of the, you know, the top part of it was a body. It wasn't clothes. Yeah. It was a Polynesian skin tone mm-hmm. Maui costume. Yeah. And so is that you know, I don't see how that could be considered racism. I don't think that's racism clearly nor offensive. Celebrating it. I yeah. think exactly. I think what it needs what needs to happen is as a, a culture as a whole, we mm-hmm. need to turn from being offended. Our first instinct is always offensiveness for some reason. And, and yeah, just, and that's not just racial, that's everything. That's yeah. everyone. I'm of super yeah. guilty of it. Super guilty. Um, so turn yeah, from, I know I am, <laughs> turn, I'm just trying to you. <laughs> turn from that offensive nature yeah. and take a step 
and say, okay, how is this possibly a good thing? Because to have any culture um, embracing other cultures is always a good thing. Yeah. You know, to learn about other cultures, other parts of the world, other um, beliefs and um, practices, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be educated. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing to know these things. It's going to make us as a whole, as a generation, more tolerant and more loving. And so I guarantee you that if if a six, seven, eight-year-old boy was attacked or somebody said something for dressing up as Maui, he's going to remember that. Yeah. That's going to be stuck with him for the rest of his life. And that could possibly negatively exactly. Impact, yeah, his exactly. Yep. Whereas yeah. if a Polynesian person happens to run into a little white boy who's dressed up as Maui and that Polynesian person takes the time to say, hey, let me explain to you something. Let me tell you something about my culture. Let me tell you how I relate to this character. That is a positive impact that's going to affect yeah, that little boy's absolutely. life. So I like that take. That's a good take. We'll leave it on that. There you go. All right. October 2nd. Oh, yeah. Brant John right? Mm -hmm. Hugged Amber Geiger, the woman who fatally shot his younger brother after she was sentenced to 10 years in prison. He said he forgave Geiger, a former Dallas police officer, for shooting his brother Botham in 2018. Yeah, that was the the hug heard around the world. We talked about that on the show. We did. Uh, Controversial for some reason, but yeah. I mean, I get it. Stupidly controversial. Well, I mean, they're, they're, it's the balance between justice and and uh, grace, and it's also it brings up the whole uh, issue with you know black people getting shot essentially by sure. by cops by white cops, and that yeah. that that you know every time I think you know we're blowing that out of proportion. It seems to happen again mm-hmm. really quickly. I'm like, oh, well, okay, maybe we're not blowing it out of proportion. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, a lot of people felt like she was given too light of a sentence. Yeah. And that was a hard case. And I think that's what we were talking about. That was a really hard case because it wasn't, it didn't appear to be like a, it necessarily wasn't necessarily motivated. police brutality, police racism. Right. right. It, you know, it, and that's what made it hard. It just happened that she was also a police officer, mm-hmm. but she wasn't on duty when it happened. It mm-hmm. wasn't in the middle of a crime yeah. or, you know, her pulling him over or her, anything like her that. Her mistake and her freak out. And yeah. Exactly. Tough and situation all around. Really tough. But that situation is what caused me to really begin that whole reflection period of, hold up, what have I. What have I been showing? What kind of personality and yeah, or have, like like what am I? What have I been unwilling to forgive? Yeah, if yep. this guy can forgive that, mm-hmm. and he and remember, you know, the people. Yeah, I'm sure all of you saw that video. Who's listening? You know, he was begging to hug her. Yes, he was like, please. Can I please, can I hug, please her? hug her? Yeah, like it was. It was a he had to show that grace mm-hmm. that was boiling out of his heart yeah like it had to happen yeah which is just inspiring to me it, it really is. is it really really is uh october 18th nasa astronaut jessica meyer waved at the camera during a spacewalk outside the international space station fellow astronaut christina koch joined her in what was the first all-female spacewalk you may remember that was supposed to happen earlier in the year but i don't remember what stopped it one of them got sick or something Something popped up 
but it was supposed to be they were they were hyping this big. It's the first all female spacewalk, and then the last second one of the girls couldn't go, and so I do remember that. But they finally got to go. Yeah, and they got to do it at the end of the year. There, really cool. Just because I am who I am, I think it's Coke. Is Christina it Coke? Coke. Mm-hmm. Okay, my bad. And I only remember that because they were on the Macy's Day Parade this year. They like... Oh, they were! Yeah, yeah. I didn't even register it. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Because I remember looking going, that's not how you spell Coke, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> October 31st, WWE... Help the first. Held, sorry, I wrote that wrong. Held oh. the first professional women's <laughs> wrestling match ever in Saudi Arabia, featuring two WWE superstar- superstars, Lacey Evans and Natalia. Right, mm-hmm. Natalia. Evans is a U.S. Marine veteran, while Natalia is a Canadian American, two-time women's champion in WWE. Evans and Natalia were required to wear bodysuits to cover their arms and legs instead of fighting in the more revealing gear that they would normally wear when competing in the United States. While women still have a lot of obstacles in Saudi Arabian society, this was seen as one of the many first steps, something evident from the faces and reactions of women in the attendance. In attendance. It was really I mean, if you if you if you want to feel inspired Go find some of the videos of the reactions. Really? From from that. Because it was a big deal. And WWE had to push really hard to convince them to let them do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a big deal. Because they've, they've got like a, an agreement to do, I think, 10 shows over the next several years in Are Saudi Arabia. Are we going to see like thousands of Saudi Arabian women just wrestling now? Like, <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> it would be cool. Um, but I mean yeah. like on the streets. like just <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> All right, December 18th, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi bangs the gavel after the House voted to impeach U.S. President Donald Trump. The House voted almost entirely along party lines to, chain, uh, to charge Trump with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Uh, really weird situation we're in. Look, Trump is ain't perfect, and Trump is sloppy with the way he handles things. I get it, but... That is not what they were trying to impeach Trump with. <laughs> and they're not really crimes. Obstruction of Congress is just going to the courts, which is checks and balances. Yeah. Which is what they're supposed to do. <laughs> An abuse of power, that's everything. He's the president. He has the power. <laughs> can't, I'm just sorry, saying, but you I, this power, you can. I feel like an abuse of power is making someone... Pay for something that they necessarily don't want to have, and then if they choose not to pay for it, they're fined the same amount. Right. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't. Has a president ever done that in the past? I don't know. It's just so strange. I don't, I don't want to just jump out and say that. Oh no, he, Trump hasn't done anything inappropriate. But what, what is absolutely true is they didn't make their case for this impeachment. And yet they decided to go along with it anyway. I just feel like it's a group of toddlers who are like stomping their feet and throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Like, I, I just, really do. I it's, just, it's so obviously political. It is. Like in the past, I think, you know, we've been able to see things back and forth and think most of the time, yeah, okay, they, they're, they really believe what they're fighting for here and they really believe what they're fighting for here. And this is just a battle of, of morality. But 
this just is so purely obviously political. It is. It's 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 gaslighting. Again, I I can't. I can't get into it any further. I really can't. But that is the most recent significant event. This happened in the news. Just for anybody <laughs> listening, if you ever find me standing against a wall or a door, or, you know, any hard surface, just repeatedly banging my head, just come give me a hug, please. <laughs> because as I take a step forward in 2020 and I choose choose new life skills, I just, I it's know gonna, that I'm going to have all these it's emotions. It's going to be a hard year for you. It Mo. is. <laughs> Emotions that I feel like I need to get out and I need, you know, the only way to do it is to bang my head against a wall. So please just hug me in the next year. That is our recap. Of course, there were quite a few more big events to happen this year, including many tragedies and tough situations. There are many people to pray for this year moving into 2020, and we're sure you'll relive them all online in the coming days with all of the top lists and news reviews. Uh, But as far as our review of 2019, these stories have been many we've touched on this year on the Back Row Morning Show. And now that the year's been reviewed, we're going to take a music break, showcasing a few more artists that were nominated for a Back Row fee this year. Amazing songs you should definitely hear yourself. And when we get back, we'll announce the number two and number one choice you voted for for Song of the Year. Stick around. given out our 12 genre specific back row fee awards and we have reached our top award the 2019 song of the year we have 10 nominees for this award but again to be clear for this award even being nominated for it puts them in a whole another class of amazing in our eyes each and every one of them is a fantastic song so to honor them we have been playing every single song nominated in the order they were voted for by you our back row listeners and up to now we've showcased the songs voted number 10 all the way up to number three leaving just number two and number one left to announce and we've kept you waiting long enough (laughs) (laughs) our runner-up for the 2019 song of the year is haven't seen it yet by danny Goki. it's like the brightest sunrise waiting on the other side on the darkest night don't ever lose hope Hold on and believe Maybe you just haven't seen it Just haven't seen it yet You're closer than you think you are Only moments from the break of dawn All this pro- And that means the song you voted for 2019 Song of the Year Is God Only Knows Featuring Dolly Parton By For King and Country Only for the ashamed The misunderstood And the ones to blame Won't if we we could start over, we could start over, we could start over There's a kind of love that God only knows God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you But God only knows the real you Cause there's a kind of love that God only knows 
And that was the song you voted 2019's Song of the Year. Congratulations to every band that won a back row fee this year, voted on by the fans. And once again, those winners are... Rock Song of the Year. Warrior featuring John Cooper by Ledger. Indie Rock Song of the Year. Powerless by The Midnight Wedding. Remix of the Year. Greatness of Our God, Doug Weir Remix by Newsboys United. Pop or CCM Song of the Year. Dead Man Walking by Jeremy Camp. Indie Pop or CCM Song of the Year. Where the Ocean Meets the Shore by Ink and Thread. Dance Song of the Year. Trust in You by Jack Say Free. Rap Song of the Year. The Search by NF. Indie Rap Song of the Year. Pain by Flood Society. Worship Song of the Year. Jesus It's You by Royal Company. Hard Rock Song of the Year. Panic Room by Disciple. Noteworthy Song of the Year. Miracle by Torin Wells. Noteworthy Indie Song of the Year. Yahweh by Mackenzie Phillips. And finally, the 2019 Song of the Year. God Only Knows featuring Dolly Parton by For King and Country. A big thank you to everyone who voted in the first annual Back Rofi Awards and a big thank you to our amazing artists for blessing us with their music. Lastly, and most importantly, thank you to our Lord God for letting us be a part of this exciting ministry. If you love what we do here at Back Row Radio and want to support us, please consider becoming a Patreon donor at patreon.com slash backrowradio. That is it for our show and for the awards. All of our winners will be announced on our social media, at Back Row Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're excited for what 2020 brings, and we'll hope you'll all be along for the ride. Happy New Year, everyone. You've been waiting on our new Friday morning show. Well, get ready, because this Friday, January 3rd... Here we go! Join Bubba and Anna from Love Thy Nerd as they take over on Friday mornings for Back Row Morning Show's Church Nerds. It's church culture, pop culture, and nerd culture from a ministry that lives this life every day. Join us for the show premiere this Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 Eastern only on Back Row Radio.